Hello and welcome. Welcome to a wee bit Brezzy podcast. I'm Candice. And I'm Lynn. And here you're going to hear us talk about some probably inappropriate things. Yeah, we're just two cousins hanging out, yeah. talking about conversations yeah. inappropriate. There'll be lots of laughs. And some teasing. And it might get a wee bit spicy every now and then. I hope you join us. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> We're totally I'm recording, gonna hold it too. Like this. Okay, welcome back to our podcast. Uh, episode number we have totally forgot many, many episodes ago now. Yeah. And our audience uh, continues to climb. So as always, thank you mm-hmm. so much for being here. Today's episode is all about the dark side of healing. Dun, 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 dun. That was but totally word, unrehearsed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, I noticed because I totally listened to our podcast <laughs> when it comes out on Fridays. Yeah. And I laugh just as hard as in the oh, car yeah. when I'm listening as as if I'm listening to us here in real time. As we're actually doing it. And then I... <laughs> but I, I did notice, I started to pick up some of our behaviors because after we introduced <laughs> the topic, we both go, dun, dun, dun. All the time do we do that? No, it's been like, I think it's like two times I've heard it. Oh, okay. I talk about it like it's every episode. Yeah. But um, anyway, but fear not, we mm-hmm. will also talk about the light side of healing. Mm-hmm. But this is such an important conversation to have. It is. But um, okay, before we get into that, let's yeah. let's let's do what we always do. It's our what's up, cousin question. It's our what's up, cousin question. And uh, my question this week is: Do you have an indigenous guilty pleasure? Do I have an indigenous? I feel like I have many <laughs> indigenous <laughs> guilty pleasures. Um. And I would say my guilty pleasure would be bannock. Yeah. I mean, like right now I'm eating keto, which as you've seen me eat a handful of (laughs) chips. (laughs) Before we record every podcast episode, we always start by snacks, snacks, snacks. And on the Friday nights we have wine, but (laughs) yeah, (laughs) it's Monday today. But um, as a keto person, I typically don't eat. A lot of carbs yeah and so but bannock oh it's like i mm-hmm. I, I have to i must mm-hmm. and it has to be fried bread yeah i don't really like the dry baked no the bannock no. i'm not a fan what is the point i know i, I would just rather have a biscuit <laughs> right i just i'd rather have a biscuit so. yeah but i think it's missing the the like fat aspect of it because a biscuit exactly. has, has butter, butter worked into exactly. the dough and stuff right yeah. yeah yeah um my guilty pleasure hmm I don't know. Mm. Uh, my dark sense of humor. Yeah. I mm-hmm. think comes from the indigenous side of things. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's go with that. All right. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, okay. On yeah. with our, our, our show's topic. Oh, and my dark sense of humor actually I think plays into what we're talking about today uh, as a coping mechanism. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I've heard about that with comedians, right? Like they say, oh, totally. there's like, I've heard this on other other people's podcasts. Yeah. Is like some of the greatest comedians actually yeah. have come from some story of trauma. Right. Right. And yeah. humor's. Didn't used. we talk about this last week? Did we? Or the week before or something? See, I get mixed up with the conversations that I have in my head, the ones <laughs> you and I have in the car, and, <laughs> and yeah. the ones that we have over one and the ones we have on the episode. I think so. we talked about it when Vera and I were here. Did we? Oh, we did talk about that. Didn't yeah, we? yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I definitely think sense of humor is an important aspect of life in general. Mm-hmm. But I think it come becomes more essential 
with the more shit you've been through. Yes. Yeah. No. And sense. so, I don't know, I guess we can start out with like a bit of the beginnings of our, our healing journeys. Yeah. Um, well, I think it, why I, I, I love this topic idea, because again, this whole podcast platform is for conversations that need to happen. And as Indigenous peoples, we are all on our own healing journey. Mm-hmm. So I think that's great if we start talking about how you found your way to your pathway for healing, yeah. right? Um, like how long would you say you've been on your healing journey? Honestly, I really think it's been my whole life. Yeah. No. Sh- yeah. Um, but I really think creator kicked me in the ass like a few years ago. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. um, some really horrible crap has happened in the last few years. Um, but I, I really remember, I think as like a, um, maybe a coping mechanism, or I'm like thinking of the wrong phrase for it, of um, trauma response. Mm-hmm. So I remember seeing certain uh, family members around me um, in particular of them struggling with their addictions or mental health mm. or whatever it might be, their their own trauma and the way that they were going about it. Um, I, I knew I didn't want to follow down that path. Mm. Also, prad graduate of the D.A.R.E. program. Yeah. <laughs> Good old D.A.R.E. program. Right? Yeah. Um, I missed my t-shirt. <laughs> I was actually on, I think, the front of the province wearing oh, my really? D.A.R.E. shirt with like some some boxer dude guy because his son had, had passed away from a drug overdose or something like that. Mm. I think it was like 98, 99 or something. Oh, really? I think I can still find it. Yeah. I think I Googled <laughs> it for um, a few months ago. Anyways. Um, yeah, I think my trauma response was, oh, my God, I don't want to be like that. Mm. And, you know, I, I hate to say it now that I actually loathed the picture of what it looked like to to be involved in addictions or or Mm. mental health struggles. And Mm -hmm. I fought so hard against it uh, from a really young age. Mm. And um, I'm by no means blaming them or faulting them for how their life has ended up, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was like, as you have role models, whether um, like you can have positive role models, but mm-hmm. you can also have negative ones too. Oh, totally. Yeah. And I think most of my my um, observations of those people in my life was, okay, that's more of a what not to do type of mm. situation. Um, and then I think over time that turned into, um, in a sense, my own healing of mm-hmm. trying to break some of the generational curses that mm. have come because of addictions mm. and mental health struggles. Mm. It's like so, behaviors, right? Behaviors yeah. you're seeing in the yeah. family and yeah. the community. And coping like, mechanisms and yeah. all that stuff, right? Yeah, that's coping mechanisms that are just health unhealthy or mm-hmm. not constructive. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not saying that the way I went about it was healthy either, mm-hmm. you know, because trying to uh, do the polar opposite of that and kind of doing it out of spite. Yeah probably wasn't the best healthiest choice but i was a kid what did i know yeah um but then i guess more recently really being kicked in the ass by creator um because of my my dad's passing 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, he passed really, really suddenly. Mm-hmm. And it's still quite painful, even though we're like, what, six years into it now, which sounds insane. I mm-hmm. really can't believe that. Um, but I, I was at like the darkest point of my life mm-hmm. and had asked um, to be hospitalized mm-hmm. uh, a few times through through the... I guess the first year after his passing, like it was mm-hmm. really dark, really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I kind of had no choice but to start healing mm-hmm. because that would have meant that I was going to lose um, the next most important thing in my life. Mm-hmm. And that was Vera. Mm-hmm. You know, that was my partner, the, the person who has loved me completely unconditionally from day one mm-hmm. and has, um, only wanted the best for me mm-hmm. and only wanted to ever have um, me grow as a person. Yeah. Yeah. So you're in the, you were in the, the, like the pit of despair. Oh, absolutely. And there was like, there was yeah. no other choice. That's what you yeah. mean when you say the creator kicked you in the butt. Yeah. And it's like, there's, you had to start healing. There was nothing else left. Right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 Cause yeah. it was literally, okay. If you don't heal, you're dying. Yeah. And, who knows how that process was going to go. Yeah. Thankfully it didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like heal or die. Yeah. Yeah. And it just makes so much sense too, because like, gosh, like your dad was so young. Mm-hmm. You were so young, right? Yeah. And you're yeah. 31, right? 31? 30. 30. Yeah. Right. And that's, yeah. that's a trauma. Yeah. Unlike any other, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's really nothing that you could ever prepare for. No. And I mean, no, in terms of like my dad and how he wanted to pass, I, mean, I would say that was it. Mm. You know, I think he would have been an awful cancer patient. Mm. <laughs> you know, had yeah. he had like a long drawn out illness, like yeah. it, he that would have just been torture for him. Yeah. So him going the way he did, I think, was perfect for for who he was as a person. Mm-hmm. But that left so much pain. Mm. And you know, I can only speak for myself. I really am not going to say anything for my my family members. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was destroyed Mm -hmm. and there's, there's no way that anyone could have taken on the healing for me or Mm -hmm. forced me into healing. Mm -hmm. You can only do that for yourself. Oh, totally. And I could only do that for myself. Um, you know, having someone who might love and care for you as much as possible in the world, they can't they still can't take your pain or, or your grief journey or healing and, and do that for you. Yeah. yeah. Um, Which I think yeah. is probably some of the hardest ways to look at, at our own traumas, our own grief, our yeah. own sense of loss is it's, it's hard because nobody's going to come save us. Right. Yeah, we exactly. have to be that one who says yeah. to make that choice, to make yeah. that decision of getting up, dusting ourselves off, mm-hmm. picking up the pieces mm-hmm. of our broken heart and putting it all kind of back together again or exactly. trying the very best to, because it's not going to be the same. Exactly. Right. But I yeah. think that there's a lot, I think that I see this a lot in our communities mm-hmm. is that somebody's going to come save us. Yeah. And, yeah, and the exactly. hardest part is like coming to that realization. It's like, Oh shit. Yeah. Nobody's coming. No. So how do you start to pull yourself back together and try yeah. to heal and um, lean towards healing when you're, when you're coming from yeah. a place like that? I think I, I really just, started to hate 
how I was feeling. Mm. I was getting really sick and tired of feeling like sick quite, and tired, sick and tired, but like absolute shit. Mm. Um, you know, I, I felt like the scuzz at a, the bottom of the barrel that's been sitting there for decades. Mm-hmm. And I was tired of feeling that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was definitely a few, um, I wouldn't say arguments or ultimatums, but between Veer and I, it's like, you've got to do something. Mm-hmm. And um, I think a big part of our culture today mm-hmm. is we don't talk about things. Oh, yes. I talk about yeah. that all the time. I yeah. call it hush culture. Absolutely. That we got from colonization. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I hated talking. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I tried a few counselors through like our employee family assistance and um, it didn't help that, you know, one of the first ones was, so are you grieving like a white person or are you grieving like an Aboriginal person? Oh my God. I was like, do uh Mm uh-huh. What? Yeah. And you know, needless to say, I didn't continue on with that person, but you know, feeling um, so uncomfortable that my only choice was to talk to someone. Mm. Um, yeah, I just couldn't, I couldn't sit in it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, s- something that really changed my mind on counseling was I did a, like an introductory phone call with a counselor. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I said, I really don't like talking. Mm. And she said, yeah, me too. I was like, what? But you're a counselor. <laughs> but you're a counselor, yeah. And um, ended up working with her for uh, a couple of years, I think. Mm. Um, maybe even more. And, you know, she was really good for, like, the beginning steps of, of healing. To get you going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then um, through other circumstances have ended up with a fantastic psychologist. Mm, nice. And... He, again, he, he blew my mind when I first met him because Mm -hmm. he instantly understood what it mean, what it meant to be of a different culture in Mm. the society Mm. and the, the living in the two worlds. Mm -hmm. He really got that. Yeah. And that won me over Mm. with, with working with him. And I don't really have any advice of to how to get yourself to feel comfortable talking. Mm -hmm. Um, I, for me, it was the negative side of it of like, I just feel like shit and I can't, I don't like this anymore. Mm, yeah. Mm, mm. Yeah. <sighs> I feel like for myself, I think I've been on my healing journey a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. I feel like for me, it started around, well, I think being a parent, right? Yeah. Being a parent, I think I, that I honestly say that my child has saved my life. Yeah. Because it, being a young parent too, I think I was. <laughs> forced <laughs> I was thrown into healing exactly. right that, because that I was had your to. kick in the ass it, it was yeah. exactly the kick in the ass that that I needed because at the same time I I I was 19 um when we were expecting a, a wee bib um and the entire time of when it dawns on you that you're going to become a parent just like you right you when you're young and you're growing up on the res mm-hmm. in the community you're seeing a bunch of examples of who you don't want to be. Yeah. And you're seeing lots of, you know, examples of who you want to be. And I remember when it first dawned on me that I was going to be a parent, I was going to be a dad. 
I was like, oh, there's some dads I definitely want to mm-hmm. be like and some dads I definitely don't want to be like. Yeah. And so, yeah, then it comes down to that decision of like you have to. Yeah. So my child's 16 years old now, but I think I've been really doing a deeper dive into my own healing for the last maybe 13, 14 years mm-hmm. where it's been like deeper and then deeper yeah. and then deeper. Yeah. And in those places where you are healing, it doesn't feel good. No. It's exposure oh, yeah it's openness yeah it's vulnerability yeah you feel raw yeah and nothing sometimes feels it's comfortable. like no nothing at all. no 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 yeah i think <laughs> the age that we're at now i've come to appreciate knowing that i'm all the wiser for it knowing what's going to come at the end of yeah. it is something great yeah. but in the moment you're just like you want it to be over mm-hmm. you can't ha- get mm-hmm. it through it quick enough right yeah exactly yeah, yeah. you can't just like yeah. where's the fast forward button or can you yeah, just knock right? me out <laughs> can yeah. you knock me out of during this healing process or there's that tiktok sound is like can we skip to the good part <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> totally yeah there is no skip to the good part yeah um was there certain things that you chose to do for, for my healing for your healing yeah therapy was definitely the biggest one therapy yeah. was a game changer um and then i really come to love therapy mm-hmm. um i've been to, through two therapists as mm-hmm. well um one for almost a decade wow. and not straight consistent but no, on and off but, and as i needed yeah um because i feel like with healing it's not all in one linear static yeah. line yeah. it comes in ups and downs. It mm-hmm. comes in bouts, right? Or waves, yes. I'll call them. Yeah. There's yeah. waves of healing in my life. And so every time life kind of knocked me down and made me call it uncle, <laughs> I would reach yeah. out to my therapist and I'd be like, yeah. I need you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then go through about a couple of months worth of therapy. And then I'm like, wow, I feel I've picked up tools. Mm. I've picked up lessons yeah. and ways of rethinking and re- re-feeling what I'm going through. And those were incredible game changers. And that's like shit that I learned a decade ago. I still use in my life today. Mm-hmm. Tips and tricks and tools to to think, yeah, um, and and use my mind. So therapy yeah. was a game changer for me, and mm-hmm. I highly recommend therapy. Yeah, I feel yeah. like there's so much ne- negative connotations around therapy. Like you have to yeah. be there, you have to be really messed up for therapy. Like yeah. actually, no, it's really good mental hygiene. Exactly. Like you go to see the dentist, yeah. right? Just like you should yeah. go see a psychologist, a yeah. therapist every now and then, and find out right? how, what, how your thought process is. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, Anything for you outside of therapy? Uh, I oh, just a, I, a a couple of friendships, relationships um, outside of that, and being mm. able to to talk to them and kind of use them as therapy actually. Oh, totally. Um, was quite healing. Like I have a fantastic relationship with my neighbors and, Mm. um, you know, see them quite regularly Mm -hmm. and we will just stand in the driveway and talk. And sometimes we've talked for like an hour. Yeah. Not realizing it. Um, yeah. Having those relationships has has really helped. Oh, totally. Um, I find that such like, you know, I look at, you know, you see a dentist for oral health. You see yeah. a psychologist for mental health. With the friends, right? I feel like yeah. that's really good for our social health. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. social health that kind of helps keep everything else mm-hmm. in check and balance mm-hmm. too. I think what helped with them being my neighbors was that they're there, right? They're mm. not somewhere that you actually have to fully leave your house and drive to go and see someone. Right. Um, which was a huge advantage for me because... If I could, I would just stay in my house. Mm, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I really, yeah. uh, I really don't like people. I'm sorry, but it's just too much. 
invasion of my my energy when I'm around a lot of people. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so not to be mean or anything, but yeah, I don't like people. <laughs> no, I totally um, get it. I'm the same way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why we're twins. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, I'm very picky and choosy about oh, the people totally. I let into my bubble. Yeah, yeah exactly. But I think that I think a large part, of, and I think as I get older, the worse I become for getting Same. help picky and choosy because oh, yeah. of yeah. knowing that vulnerability, knowing that that exactly. raw feeling you get from healing. Yeah, I'm like I'm very picky and choosy about safe people that I can yeah. let into my space, and it, it actually starts to point out the people who haven't been doing their healing. Right? Yes, that was that, yeah that surfaced Which sucks. Mm-hmm. Because you don't want to feel like you're judging people. No. But at the same time, this is going to lead into like our boundaries conversation mm-hmm. is like allowing people in in your energy field mm-hmm. requires a certain list of requirements, mm-hmm. right? Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. Um, that has probably been one of the biggest darker sides of, of healing mm-hmm. is feeling the divide come between people that you've usually had in really good proximity mm-hmm. previously before your healing yeah friends yeah. family yeah. like people that were always close to you or around you mm-hmm. they start to become more and more farther you feel more and more farther yeah and then yeah. suddenly they want back in your <laughs> back right? in your bubble back in your yeah. and you're like no yeah i'm sorry I because can't. they want to feed off of you of the things and the work that you've done for yourself yeah right yeah and well because now your energy is mm-hmm. Glowing, it's yeah. positive, it's yeah. warm and fuzzy, and who doesn't want to be around somebody exactly. like that, right? And yeah. it's like, but then it's like, oh, when they come, <laughs> right? It's like these this negativity, yeah, right? Because they do, they literally want to feed off of you and take that energy from you, yeah. Because that's what happens. They haven't been able to do that for themselves, yeah. And um, you know, I I really I don't care if it's an acquaintance that you met five years ago. Or if it's a, a parent that literally you share DNA with, or a cousin, or a best friend of you know 10, mm-hmm. 15, 20, 45 years. Mm-hmm. If they aren't in a place that makes you feel good within mm-hmm. your relationship with them, it's not worth them being around. Yes. It sucks. It hurts so bad mm-hmm. to um, actively choose to step away from those people. Yeah. We don't ever want to do that. No, you, you don't want to no. cast someone aside, but ultimately it's you for your own you. benefit. Exactly. You got to do you and you got to take care of you first. Right. Yeah. And I, I feel like we don't say that enough in our families. Mm-hmm. We don't train that enough in our kids yeah. and our teenagers is, and I wish people would stop saying, Oh, but that's your relative. Yes. Oh, but that's your cousin. Oh, but yeah. that's your auntie. You know, I'm like, sorry, yeah. energy is energy, right? Exactly. And if we're teaching our kids, oh, well, you're, put your emotions aside, mm-hmm. put your own needs aside, yeah. right? Well, then we're just going to have, that's that's perpetuating the harm, exactly. right? Exactly. So, yeah. And, you know, that all comes down to your own healing journey and knowing what is right for you. Yeah. And whether it's completely cutting off that that person in your life that doesn't make you feel good mm-hmm. or if it's limiting your, your interaction with them yeah, or in, increasing the time you spend with healthier people. Mm-hmm. Like you and I have been spending so much more time together mm-hmm. and I think it shows in both of us of how much better we're both feeling. Yes. And that's us cultivating that 
yeah that relationship and and helping each other heal yeah totally totally agree but then that brings us to boundaries right and boundary setting how what lessons have you learned about boundary setting (laughs) Um, i'm still really learning that (laughs) (laughs) well it's hard right but why is it hard um for for myself what i i was raised with zero boundaries Mm. um and when certain friendships or people in my life started enforcing their own boundaries i was hurt by it and now i'm at the point of oh okay i understand why they said you need to leave my house by nine Mm. or why they said i can't why they canceled on me or something like that right i understand unfortunately this has all come with time and age but it really experience experience yeah um yeah i really can't put into words exactly what boundaries i want Mm. because i was raised to not have any Mm -hmm. um so doesn't matter how crappy someone treats you yeah you should still show up for them yeah yeah but getting i think I, i bring that back to you know our community and the yeah. another impact of colonialism and, and trauma, right, is, yeah. is lack of boundaries and the lack of knowing how to implement boundaries. Because yeah. now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, there wasn't a lot of boundaries growing up when I was a kid either, right? right. And it's a lot of people just are kind of flailing, right, mm-hmm. doing getting get, mm-hmm. getting away with stuff, but also just doing what they want, yeah. right? And yeah. people that are more dominating yeah. can really infringe upon yeah. that. Exactly. Do I have, do I have any lessons about boundary setting for me my biggest thing but well i think for me time and navigating time has been a really important one mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but i think being really busy by owning a company has been really <laughs> helpful in that regard yeah but yeah. i think um being a parent uh, a, a mm. skill that i've applied or transferred is um having negotiables and non-negotiables mm, with some yeah, people yeah there's and i find that true to be in all relationships mm-hmm, there are your negotiables mm-hmm. and then there's your non-negotiables yeah and then being transparent with those yeah like um, one of mine is four hugs a day that's the minimum yes if you remember yeah. that song <laughs> that's the minimum yeah. <laughs> yeah but like you know again humor aside do you have some examples of those negotiables and non-negotiables yeah, so like um, for people, like let's say, um, like, oh, okay, this is just a big thing in my life is calling me. I'm yeah. like, don't call me. <laughs> I will not answer, right? And so, again, when, when people are wanting your time or your attention, everybody who knows me knows me, don't call me, yeah. right? Um, but there are some people that, that, and this is back years and years ago, I'm like, please don't call me in mm-hmm. the middle of the day, right? That's non negotiable, yeah. right? Yeah. Text is best, email's better, yeah. right? And you know, for some elders, you know, they don't text her or, or they have to call. Yeah. And there was one elder who would call me lots and lots of times. And I'm like, no, one call a day is good, right? Aww. I'm not gonna, I'm not yeah. gonna miss it, right? Yeah. Exactly. And I'll get back to you. Yeah. Uh, I think that was when I was working for the nation, and so it was, right. again, super busy, yeah. right? But for yeah. me, that's non-negotiable. Exactly. Which um, for means another like word, it's cute and endearing. At, oh, but totally. At the same totally. time, it's like you, you've time. got a job to actually do, and yeah. like, yeah. And again, boundaries aren't bad things, right? Yeah. It's really just communication the yeah. way I look at it. Yeah. Um, another example would be, oh, I had it and then I lost it. it? A negotiable or a non-negotiable? Yeah, a non-negotiable. I'm trying to think so, of all my non-negotiables. Oh, um, 
like really negative um, uh, language and word use around me. Mm. Like that's just, that's non-negotiable because there's sometimes there's some people that can be really like every word is a, not, not just profanity, but just um, like, um, like demeaning, hurtful, like whether it's racist language or sexist language, like I really can't stand for it. That's for me, that's non Or where the conversation always centers around something negative. Yes. You know, it, it might not be cussing or swearing, but mm-hmm. it's all kind of like the crappy things that are going on in our life or the crappy stuff that's going on in the world or the, yeah. the hyper-focusing on the negative and mm-hmm. like, oh, so-and-so didn't wave to me while they're mad at me, all, all that stuff. Yeah. 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 Totally. Exactly. And I found that, that at a certain point, a pivotal point in my, my healing journey, things were really, really positive and really, really things were more healthier, things mm-hmm. were more, um, constructive. And then it was through that pivot that I noticed. Yeah, it was through that pivot that I started noticing how other conversations I was having with community members or loved ones or relatives who were that were more negative in orientation because I think it was just me and my own positive framework that I was like, oh, this is different now. Yeah. But we've been talking for since I've been a kid, but now I'm noticing the behavior is different. Yeah, exactly. And the behavior is really not different. It's the exact same. But yeah. my way of looking at it and interacting exactly. with it that was draining yeah. of time and energy yeah. changed. Yeah. And actually recognizing how that interaction makes you feel. Is that too yeah. loud? Do you want me to yeah. close the other door? Uh, oh, I think it's gone now. now. <laughs> there was an emergency. I'm mine. Um, yeah. That's, I think, the, the biggest thing I've noticed for myself. Oh. Yeah, go ahead and finish that thought, and then we're going to get cut off. <laughs> um, is noticing how I'm feeling post an interaction with someone. Mm, yes. Yeah. That one's huge, yeah. right? How do you feel? Exactly. What are you thinking about? Yeah. Right? Yeah. After an interaction with somebody. Yeah. Okay. So there was um, a TikTok video that really resonated with me recently. Um, and her username is choose love with Melissa. Um, and basically she's going, uh, the point in this certain uh, particular video was that, um, like you get to a point in your own healing journey where you choose to stop convincing others around you of what they, they should be doing. Mm. Um, I think in a bigger sense, it's just letting go of your expectations of those people. Mm-hmm watching their choices and mm-hmm. saying, okay, not my circus, not my monkeys. Mm-hmm. And if it's something that is, is they are choosing to continue with, they're choosing to keep on, I think we talked about this of like putting on oh, yeah, yeah. the yeah. wet, heavy clothes, right? Mm-hmm. If that is going to be their choice, then that has to be their choice. Yeah, And they might not ever understand that, for you as a person, separate from who they are, um, can choose their own thing too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I, I think that's partly why I struggled growing up is that I was actively choosing to not do drugs and alcohol and start a negative path for myself. Mm-hmm. And I think that made uh, some people really angry because I wasn't going to be like them, right? Mm. So this is kind of like that, that dark side of, of healing as well. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm actively choosing healing, healing for myself. You know, I am mm. 
in therapy on a regular basis mm -hmm. with a highly qualified person and um, someone that gets me. Mm. And I'm doing proactive things in my life, the, the podcast being the biggest one, mm -hmm. and actively choosing things for myself. Yeah. And realizing that other people don't have the capacity to do that mm -hmm. and going, okay, I need to step away because this is not healthy for me. Mm -hmm. It hurts like hell mm -hmm. to, to basically let go of, you know, the rope or the, or the tether to that person. Mm -hmm. It sucks literally letting go of their hand and, and being able to see them fall off the cliff mm. because you were going to fall off with them too, if you didn't let go. Mm -hmm. And it really, all I can say is it just sucks. Mm -hmm. It hurts mm -hmm. so much to, to be forced to let go of somebody in your life. Mm -hmm. Um, but ultimately it's what's best oh, totally. for you. But that analogy, like I yeah. really felt that the analogy you just used with like letting go of, yeah. of the rope that's attached to another person out yeah. of a fear that they're going to fall. Yeah. And like, that's like literally, that's such mm -hmm. a good way to pull it, like to put it in my mind into my yeah. gut. Like I felt yeah. that because yeah. we feel that with so many, and it's like, okay, yeah, but come on, we're human, right? And those yeah. are people we love and care yeah. about. So yeah. I get that, right? Like that, how mm -hmm. hard that feels. But I also know, just like you, how it feels when you can let go because mm -hmm. it's not good for you. Yeah. It yeah. liberates you. It yeah. frees you. Yeah. And actually, you can't heal mm -hmm. when you're holding on like that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It prevents healing. It's, it really It looks does. like something like love or attachment, yes. or we may call it something like that, exactly. but ultimately that's ego. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And loving them is letting go. Yes. Wow. Wow, wow, I don't wow. know if I'm actually at the point of accepting that phrase, but. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. I think it's also practice, not perfection, right? Because we're going to, oh, that's like the hardest part oh, is totally. working with our emotions. Is like, you think exactly. you got it. And then it's like, what are these stirrings yeah. that are coming up for yeah. me right now? Yeah. Like the mood swings of my emotions and in, in going through situations like this, because it's, it's not just with one person or mm. two people. It's been with multiple people. Mm. And I know that this pattern of um, letting go of people isn't the end, mm -hmm. you know? It oh, doesn't no. end after a, a couple of people. No. It's, it's gonna keep going. Yeah. Um, and I know that my emotions and, and how I deal with it are gonna whiplash mm. because it's like, oh, it hurts to let them go. It hurts so much that they're not here. And then um, I love them so much. I just wanna be around them. Mm. Um, but they hurt me, mm -hmm. but I love them, but mm -hmm. it hurts, but I don't feel good around mm -hmm. it, but I love them. Yeah. And um, my therapist asked, he said, you know, what do you, what do you gain from welcoming these people back in your life? Mm. And good question. it was, yeah, it was really a big eye opener. And he goes, what is do it, you gain? Is yeah. it just to say that you have a relationship with this person? Mm. Then what is it? It's not a relationship because they're you might be giving all you can to this, but you're not getting anything I'm gonna share. Um that was a huge eye-opening question that he, totally. he gave to me. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's one of the biggest lessons in 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 healing, right? And it's such a simple question, but then it's just like mm -hmm. it's oh just makes you think. What are you getting out of? Yeah. You know, 
really thinking about who you surround yourself with, right? Yeah. And what are you getting out of them? Exactly. Because if it's not healthy, if it's not yeah. connecting, if it's not love and filling of your cup, mm -hmm. why? Why are you there? Why are you doing exactly. it, right? Exactly. Yet we do it all the time, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and just I, like like her TikTok name is Choose Love. Choose Love. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, I love the um, yeah. quote by, I think it's Maya Angelou. Maya Angelou says, real love um, doesn't hurt. Mm. Right? Love mm. doesn't hurt you. Yeah. So if you think that you're surrounding yourself by people that love you, but they're just beating you up and yeah. pulling you down and yeah. making you feel crappy about yourself, mm -hmm. that's not love. Because no, love exactly. doesn't hurt. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And those things can be physical things that could be someone mm -hmm. literally hitting you yeah oh totally but it could also be emotional the the sly Spiritual. comment of oh that shirt isn't the right color for you yeah it yeah. is so subtle mm -hmm. but if you have someone saying oh those shoes aren't don't don't go with your outfit mm -hmm. um if you have those comments throughout your life you are going to feel like shit about yourself mm -hmm. and you might not even really see or or recognize those comments but those are abusive mm. as they add up that mm -hmm. is an emotional abuse mm. um i hate to label it as that mm -hmm. because i've i've been through so much of those comments in my life from from various people and it's like Oh, can I really say that so-and-so is abusive because they said XYZ to me? It sucks to label it as that, but the more that those small things add up, the more it, it warrants the label of abuse. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because it's it's damaging you, it's traumatizing mm -hmm. you, and that is not okay. No. Not no, okay no, at all. No. no. So, you know, it could be incredibly subtle to very overt. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and something that you and I had mentioned. Oh gosh, a few months ago was, um, we might, I don't know, dedicate an episode to this. I don't think we're quite ready, but like that narcissism as mm. an effect of colonization mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and, you know, some of these traits or tendencies in, in how people choose to interact with us mm -hmm. can be labeled as narcissism. Oh yeah, totally. Um, and that's, then, that's, that's coming yeah. <laughs> everything that we talk about. Oh, yeah. I, I agree. We need an yeah. episode on it because yeah. it's tied into, oh God, so many things we've already talked about. Yeah. Trauma, mental health and wellness, mm -hmm. uh, colonialism, lateral violence. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. tied into all of that. Yeah. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's not diagnosing someone with like a narcissistic personality disorder, yeah. Yeah. but everybody is capable of narcissism. Yeah. It's, everybody. Yeah. We're talking about behavior. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, yeah. there's, um, it doesn't matter who you are. Yeah. Kids are narcissistic. Yeah. Kids are innately narcissistic mm -hmm. as they're growing up. Right. Mm -hmm. Like if, if, you know, three, four year old child is capable of it, then everybody is. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Whether your intention is pure or not. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. Man, healing is hard. <laughs> it but is. It's, it's so worth it. Yeah. Do you find that your body changes when you go through your your healing stages or when you're in a healing oh, totally. zone? Like my yeah. sleep pattern changes. Yeah. I feel like my body patterns <laughs> change. My eating yeah. changes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sometimes I lose weight. Sometimes I gain weight. Yeah. And then my tolerance level for like going out in public and being mm. around people mm -hmm. really changes too. My battery, my social battery is like yeah. super, super low. 
Yeah. I'm like, I yeah. feel like I can't go out on the weekends. I feel like mm-hmm. it impacts my work where I don't want to go to work. I yeah. don't want to because yeah. I'm just like, I'm in that. When you're healing, right? Mm-hmm. Healing is like, okay, the metaphor of like, okay, you scrape open your arm, yeah. right? And you have an open wound. That's yeah. how it feels. You're so yeah. open, right? You're, exactly. You've got all of this. Everything is so raw. Yeah. Right? And everything hurts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all sensitive and emotional. Yeah. Have you found yourself sleeping more during certain I will sleep of more. Yeah. yeah. I will sleep in. Yeah. And I will take naps. Yeah. Um, and sometimes I'll, I'll dream. Mm-hmm. And I always know I'm going through a healing phase when I'm I'm dreaming. Mm-hmm. I don't normally I don't remember dreams <laughs> yeah. like for the oh. life of me. And then I'll know I am when I'm I start remembering my dreams. Right. And sometimes they're like they're like indigenous spiritual dreams too. Oh, totally. And yeah. I'm like, oh, I think I'm yeah. being communicated to, right? Yeah. I think yeah. my spirit's talking to me or your ancestors are talking exactly. to me. I'm just being cared for, right? Yeah. And so when I start dreaming, I'm like, okay, slow it down and really take care of yourself. Yeah. 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 And and pick up on those key points of what's being shown to you. Yeah. 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 I think because I operate at such a high caliber, like I'm busy all the time and mm-hmm. I'm always, you know, I'm not, you know, doing work, I'm working out and always yeah. doing something that I, I know when I have to slow things down. Yeah. Because I'll yeah. be forced to slow things down. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's where I know I'm like, oh, I'm in that, I'm in that zone. Yeah. Healing. Yeah. 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 And I think it says a lot um, of kind of being forced into that rest yes. period. Yeah. Because I know I have literally spent weeks in bed. Mm-hmm. You know, I've physically been removed from the bed and put into a bathtub. Mm-hmm. Um. I've had food put in my mouth mm-hmm. and this complete physical depression mm-hmm. that you go through during a healing phase is absolutely normal. Yeah. You know, totally. you, your body has been through so much, you yeah. know, and when I say body, like that's spirit, that's your mind, yeah. your physical body. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you know, when, so much of that has been on high alert for so long. Of course, your physical body is going to oh. show those symptoms yeah. of unrelenting need for rest, yes. an unrelenting need to dissociate, yeah. an unrelenting need of feeling dark and down and in actual pain. Mm-hmm. And that is completely normal. Yeah. yeah, I know that might sound like it is the ugly depression of where you're not healing, but it is. Mm-hmm. I think it's absolutely part of healing. One of the things that, yeah. that hurts too, as if it wasn't enough to feel all of your own hurt and pain, when you're partnered and we have close people in your lives and they yeah. start to see that, yeah, I'm like, oh man, I don't want you to see this. I don't want, yeah. like, I'm just, I'm going through yeah. something right now. Like just, I need some distance, right? Mm-hmm. And that hurts. That doesn't feel good, right? Oh, totally. We have intimate relationships, yeah, right? Because like I have my child and I have my partner, right? Yeah. And then I have, you know, really, really close relatives that are, and friendships. Yeah. And so when people are like, well, what's going on? What's, I'm like, I'm just, yeah. I, I gotta, I gotta take care of this, yeah. right? I'm just going through this, yeah. right? But I think, but it, before, that's what I say now. Like mm. I game with my own boundaries. I'm like, I'm going, I'm, I'm working yeah. on this. Yeah. Right. And it's just, you got, I need a little bit more time. I need yeah. a little bit more space. I can say those things now. Yeah. It, before I couldn't. Yeah, I, and exactly. I would, I would yeah. just shut up about it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's worrisome. 
Yeah. Right. But that would hurt me because like, you know, when you're in a zone of hurt, you mm-hmm. know, you're hurting other people and, oh, when absolutely. they're looking at you, when they're caring yeah. for you, when they're just asking yeah. if you're okay, yeah. when they're just bringing you some food or something, exactly. right. Or just giving you a yeah. hug, right. You yeah. know that yeah. it hurts, right. It's really, but sometimes we create double pain when, you oh, can, yeah. right. Because you're, you're owning it, but you just have to like, let it go. Yeah. The way I think I've learned to process that is understanding that it's okay right? What you're mm. going through is like staying in bed for a couple of days, yeah. like doing whatever you need to do to take yeah. care of you and recharge your battery. That's like your winter season. That's mm. just your natural, yes. yeah. your algorithm for yeah, your body, right? Exactly. So your mental, spiritual, emotional self mm. just needs to go through a little bit of a dormant phase where yeah. to recuperate and yeah. everything. And then I've learned not to hate those times anymore. I mm-hmm. don't hate them anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, no, I just take it for what it is. And what yeah. you said, it's rest. Yeah. I'm resting exactly. because I got some work ahead of me. I got some yeah. stuff coming up ahead of me. And then when I have those times, when the spring and the summer rolls around, I'm like, oh, man, I'm good. I'm yeah. vibing. And yeah. things are good again. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Totally agree. Um, yeah. That winter season is like the perfect way to describe that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think it's really hard to, I mean, just like when you're sick, right? When you're like physically sick and you're like, oh my God, what does it feel like to be healthy? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> like for me, oh my God, mine is yeah. like if I ever had a toothache or a headache, I'm like, oh. what does it feel like to be normal? Like yeah. I just want to be normal, right? <laughs> exactly. And you don't yeah. know because like especially if you've been yeah. sick for days or weeks, then you're like, what does it feel yeah. like to be a healthy person again? Exactly. I feel like that's how it feels when we get into those spiritual or those mental yeah. dumps and yeah. pits too. It's like- yeah. Absolutely. God, is this going to be here forever? And then you get yeah. worried and then you beat yourself up even more about exactly. not feeling good. Yeah. That exactly. I think sometimes we can be our own hindrance on like, just stay here. I'm staying in this pit because <laughs> there's nothing else. Exactly. And I'm like, yeah. no, it's a winter. I know yeah. that some winters are longer than others. Yeah. But a sunny day is around the corner. Yeah. And I think um, part of my gained skills from counseling is like the language to actually say that. Mm-hmm. And um, it was my my first counselor who said, I think you're dissociating. Mm. And that hit me like a ton of bricks. Mm. So when I kind of feel this um, need to dissociate and um, isolate, I can actually, I have words now to say to Vera, I need to decompress. Mm. Um, I do get to points where um, I can't talk, uh, where speaking is a, it feels like you are running a marathon mm-hmm. to just say a single sentence or a single word. Oh my God, yeah. Um, so through, you know, my, my counseling and therapy, um, being able to, to have those words to actually say, hey, spouse, X, Y, Z is going on. Mm. Um, is a huge thing. Mm. And it, it gives her the peace of mind that I'm going to be okay. Mm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, you might not believe in yourself that you're going to be okay, <laughs> but having the words to say, I need to completely dissociate and scroll on TikTok for four hours. Yeah. yeah. Don't talk to me. Yeah. Um, I mean, you don't have to say it as harshly as <laughs> that, but it's like, <laughs> Okay, if if this is the thing that's going to get me through and um, process, mm-hmm. maybe it was maybe I had like a shitty kid in a class that day and mm. it really hit my ego, mm. or it was the the guy who cut me off and and made me slam on my brakes so hard that I was scared for my life. Mm. You know, it could be any 
air quotes, small thing. Mm -hmm. But now I have the language to say, I need X, Y, Z in order to get through this. Mm. So again, your Mm. communication word of like, this is all about boundaries and communication and saying to, to the person that you share a life with or to the person that you were supposed to see you for coffee, Mm -hmm. like, no, can't do it, bud. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, And if they really unconditionally loved you, they would be okay with you. Yes. Thank you. Not talking to them. They would be okay with you. Or being angry with somebody. that on them. Yeah. 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 Um, That was a huge thing I've I've learned in in recent years. Um, And and now I've, who did I learn it from? I think I learned it from a legend. (laughs) <laughs> Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> because, we love our Oprah here. Okay? Yeah. Because I think I was watching, oh, this is many years ago then, where, you know, people that would cancel or decline showing up on her show. And I'm like, who the yeah. heck cancels right? or declines, right? Yeah. And Oprah's like, and this is like a behind the, thing, behind the scenes thing, is Oprah's like, and, you know, you think you'd be so offended, right? Like, right. oh, my God, you did all the planning. And yeah. it's like the day before the show. And Oprah's like, no, I, I believe that people need to do, do what they need to do to take exactly. care of themselves. Yeah. And if that person doesn't want to be here, I don't want them to be here and then hating every minute exactly. of it. And I'm like, oh, that reframed the way yeah. I looked at. Because, yeah. you know, we're socialized into just wanting to be friends mm-hmm. and being surrounded by really cool people that yeah. you get invited to hang out with and you invite to hang out with. But now I never take it personally if somebody cancels. Exactly. Or if somebody says they need more time. Exactly. Or postpones. I'm like, yeah. good for you. Take care yeah. of yourself. Right? And, and that's something that you and I exercise between each other, yes. right? Yeah. Um, we are very open and vocal about, yes. hey, can we cancel? Can we change? Can we move this day or time? Yeah. Um, when, especially when, mostly when we get together, we are recording. Yeah. So we know that we're going to get into to some heavy stuff. And we know that's going to take part of our, our, our batteries. Right. Mm-hmm. So, well, you and yeah. I are also very transparent with, with the tools and the strategies that, yeah. that we use, right. We, yeah. our language. And then I'm learning from you too. <laughs> <laughs> because like one day, I think it was before we recorded an episode and I was like, Oh, Hey, how are you? Right. And you're yeah. like, I'm weird. Yeah. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, and I was like, Oh, and I was like, yeah. Why, why yeah. weird, right? And yeah. then it was like all over the place, right? Mm-hmm. And then talk about it, I was like, but I really like that word. Yes. And now when people ask yeah. me how I am, I will say if I'm in that space, it yeah. gave me more language to talk about how I'm really feeling. Yeah. Because I respect people too much that I hang out with, right? I exactly. respect them too much exactly. to pinch them off from the truth or yeah. be a gatekeeper. I'm like, I'm going to yeah. ask me, I'm going to let you know how I'm feeling, right? Exactly. And that, that's the other thing that I think you and I have in common is we really struggle at lying. Yeah. <laughs> We're too mean to lie. I, um, <laughs> if I need to lie to get myself out of a paper bag is really difficult. I'm going to suffocate in that paper bag. <laughs> it's such a hard thing for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I think weird is a really good description. Feel free to take that, by the way. Yeah. If any of you yeah. want that. Yeah. Because English sucks, man. Yeah. It really, it really, it does. really doesn't have enough words to describe how we're feeling. <laughs> I just love that response too, because if somebody yeah. says they're feeling weird, because like we do that all the time, right? Everybody oh, yeah. says, "How are you? Good, fine." fine. Those are like the yeah. most common responses. Yeah. and we have like over a hundred, one hundred different exactly. emotions, and it's like and it's everybody's so just perfunct- good and fine. Perf- um, perf- 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 perfunctory. 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 
whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like you're supposed to say X, Y, Z. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. It, and if it's not in <laughs> one, two, three order, yeah. then you've messed up the, that social interaction. Oh, yeah. Which I, I freaking hate. I know. Ugh. Which is that's probably like, why that's I said probably like we're not good at small talk either. So, no, oh my god, if, <laughs> we would fail yeah. that course. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh my gosh. So that I know this is a bit of a, a longer episode. Is there any last um, tools the... or tips or tricks or advice? Um, uh, yes. Um, oh, I was gonna say uh, one more thing. I want to say about the dark side of healing is a really, and this happened really recently in recent weeks, actually. Where even though you've gone, like, healing is all about stretching, compressing, healing yourself, picking yourself back up, going through the motions. And there are times, I was sideswiped recently, where I thought I had done my healing in an area. Mm. And then I went through an experience, and it undid, undid everything for me. Whoa. In a moment. But because of yeah. all the tools and the healing that I've been through, I was yeah. I had the tools able to put myself back together yeah. really, really quick. Yeah. And so that was like a really uncomfortable part when you think you've mastered something yeah. or connected something yeah. or healed something. And then it's just like, bleh. right? It, it's like uh, uh, opening up something and then it all just pours out, yeah. out of you. It's like, what? The, and then I get angry. I'm like, this uh, again? Yeah. So, and I can tell you the, the experience that I went through. So I was at my my personal training um, gym uh, a couple of weeks ago and we have this thing called profiling. And profiling is just where they, they do this fitness assessment on you mm. and you have to do this outrageous acts of like oh how long God. you could plank for, how many push-ups you could do, how heavy you can bench press. But one of the harder ones that is for me is cardio. So I had to run for 20 minutes straight at, at the highest oh. rate on, on a treadmill. And my goal is to see how my heart rate measures yeah. up for 20 minutes. So it's super, super intense mm. when I think one minute is intense. <laughs> and it's funny because there's strong you know, conversations around how trauma lingers in your body, right? Mm. It, it, it the body stored. keeps the score. It does. And it holds in your yeah. in your body, right? So I think I had pushed my body to the max. Mm. And all of a sudden I found myself, the thought process that I was having on the treadmill was, I hate it here. <laughs> yes. I'm so uncomfortable. Yeah. I just want to quit. Yeah. And knowing me and my freaking stubbornness, yeah. I was like, no, screw that. I've been work. I'm fit. I'm, yeah. I know I can do this. I've done it two other times, right? Yeah. But I was in a weirdly weird mental framework where I was like, I'm not quitting. I'm not giving up. Mm. And then for some reason, and there's no, I was didn't have my distraction, like my phone right. and all my devices and everything. So I was just with my freaking thoughts, Ugh. 20 minutes running on like high speed. Which 20 minutes with an ADHD brain on a treadmill is like- Without any distraction. Literally a billion thoughts it in was, 20 minutes. It was a billion thoughts and they all, and they started to go back in time, right? Because I, I started oh. with don't give up, don't give up. Yeah. Then I started to think about recent times where I thought about giving up because I was trying to find the courage mm. and the evidence that I'm not a quitter. Right. And then I was finding more evidence of where I really, really wanted to quit. And it put me into like the zone of like all the things I really, really wanted to quit on, like quitting mm -hmm. on my master's degree, quitting oh, on building a business. Right. Yeah. And then it took me even farther back where I was a kid, right? And yeah. then like it threw me wow. so far back in the past where it was like all these things where I had a quitter mentality, yeah. low self-esteem, right. or remember when people told me I wasn't good enough. Mm. And it all came up on the treadmill. Oh and so I'm gosh. sweating like crazy, but I think there's a couple tears in there oh, too. Yeah. And the coach is like, are you okay? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm just really, I just really pissed off. With I, got the feels. Right? I got the feels. And I came on and I had to tell Melissa this whole thing. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> it was terrible. Yeah. It was torture. It yeah. was a nightmare. Oh. 
And I think because the hardest part was I had to go that far back. I went that far back and I wasn't ready for it. Yeah. I didn't want to. And then I had to kind of like heal and remind myself going through all of those hoops again. Right. So anyway, that's my. (laughs) Thanks for the share because that is, that's eye-opening. That's an eye-opening experience. Yeah. It'll come back. But it was, I was really astonished at how I could ravel it back up yeah stitch it back together and yeah. love and kiss myself good night because <laughs> it was before i was like i'm yeah. not taking this to the dream world with me yeah that exactly yeah terrible for everybody and um, uh just one last thing that i would like to say before we fully finish is um i think what we might want to do is find like a counselor or a therapist who might want to be willing to come and, and talk with us yeah that'd be amazing because, that's a great idea um I'm pretty sure you're going to say that you think this way too, but I need step, tell me step one, two, three, four. Yeah. What are the actual tools? Mm -hmm. Because I feel like we talk so much about like, oh, I've gained this knowledge or this information or these tools, but no one actually tells me what those tools are. And Mm -hmm. I need to know. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, we need a whole episode on just that. Yeah. Sharing tools. Yes. Yeah. Love it. Oh my goodness. Love Thanks it. for hanging out with us on our so far like 57 minute episode. That's a long one for this us. Is, yeah, that's yeah. a long one. We yeah. usually keep it to 40, 45 minutes. Yeah. So thanks for being here. We'll see you at the next episode. Ciao. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of A Wee Bit Resi podcast. Feel free to answer our weekly "What's up, cousin?" question in uh, this ep- in the comment section, your yeah. question section exactly. <laughs> of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> you can also send us an email at a wee bit resi at shaw.ca. And if you want to stay in touch with us, give us a like on Facebook. We're on Facebook and other social media platforms soon to come. <laughs>